Season 3, Episode 83 here, the main weekend feed after a, well, a shortened stupid week. Yeah, the Memorial Day holiday um, kind of uh, reduced the stupidity, but that will be made up, of course, because holidays bring out the stupid in all of us, which you'll probably find out. But um, nevertheless, um, we're having something in Pennsylvania that is very rare. You you might only have this phenomenon happen once, possibly twice a year, and this particular weekend it happens to fall on a on a weekend, and that is three consecutive straight days of gorgeous weather, and it starts on Friday and it ends on Sunday. You just don't. This could possibly be once in a decade moment here in Pennsylvania, you know, and it's great whenever the weather forecasters at AccuWeather that's located here in State College, when they use three words to describe the three days. Um, let's see, the words are nice, comfortable, and pleasant. So three for three. You know what? I'm going to forget stupidity, and I'm just going to set out on the deck naked. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Well, we got more five-star stupidity in my stupid world. Hello, I'm Eric Lane. Insane as always, ready to give you another um, deep dive into stupidity, of course. And of course, I hope you will give it a five-star rating because this is five-star stupidity I'm giving you, okay? And don't forget, please write a stupid review so I can have something to read on my upcoming episodes. And as I've said before, rating and reviewing the podcast helps it show up prominently in searches, especially if you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, because people out there are desperate. They're searching for stupidity. So we want them to find my stupid world. Of course, you can also share the podcast on social media because you don't want to be known for being stingy with stupidity. Don't forget, you can also subscribe and get that stupid fix anytime new episodes are published. This is one of two of the episodes every week, in case this is your first time listening. Of course, I have the bonus uh, midweek podcast episodes every Wednesday that features the Genius Awards, my insane weekend review. But of course... The weekend uh, episodes like this one feature Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew, who will be coming up here in the next segment. Oh, here's another little life hack. Download every episode, but then, then you can listen buffer-free in case you've got crappy internet or cell service, okay? So, and you, would, you don't want to miss some of this stupidity, okay? Like, well, this. And this is something, well, it happens a lot. And when it does, it's always stupid, and it's always pretty funny. Because as the late Art Link letter used to say, kids do the darndest things. They say the darndest things, too. But here's a mom in England who had to bring her three-year-old daughter to the emergency room after the little tot managed to 
somehow get her head stuck through her pink toilet seat. Mom Amy Sanderson explains the child is currently, obviously, potty training and used the bathroom while Amy prepared dinner. But when Amy first saw what happened, she thought the seat would slide right off. But when all of her attempts failed to move, remove the seat, she had to take her dear child to the Dereford Hospital, where doctors took over an hour to remove it. If she's potty training, do you think she knows which end she has to use? Well, Amy said it took three people to remove the seat as one held the child, one covered her eyes to prevent anything from going into them, and another worked on removing it. The child was absolutely fine <clears throat> once the pink toilet seat was removed. I guess you might say it all came out in the end. <laughs> well, it doesn't get much stupider than doing something wildly illegal on live television. A reporter for Fox 32 Chicago was in the middle of a report when some stupid idiot thought it would be really, well, stupid, to run behind her in the background and point a gun directly at the camera crew. That was only for a second, but of course they got it on video. The report happened, oddly enough, to be on gun violence in the city. Wow, made for a great optic, didn't it? And that, of course, made it even stupider. He looked straight at the camera, and there were several clear shots of his face. Last I heard, police are still trying to find him and identify him. It sounds like it's just a matter of time, though. Of course, once they catch him, he'll be facing charges for aggravated assault with a firearm, which obviously was bound to happen when a news crew points a camera at a Chicago street. What would you expect? Okay, now, if you're traveling through the wonderful blue sky state of Montana, keep in mind it's pronounced Butte, Montana, not but. Although this story actually involves two types of those as well. A 34-year-old guy named Robel Howard was staying at a Motel 6 in Butte, Montana, and around noon, the employee saw him walking around butt naked. You might say his own Butte was fully exposed. They told him if he didn't want to put clothes on, he had to stay in his room. So he went back inside. But then he came back out again. A short time later, still Butte naked. So they had to talk to him a second time. And, well, this time, he got angry. And instead of going inside, he had butted or butted them uh, with the employees. So then they called the cops. And when the cops got there, he was still Butte naked. So they arrested him. And now he's facing charges. <laughs> yeah, how you like that? A naked guy running around. I guess it's not really Motel 6, but Motel 6 inches. Motel 6's slogan is, we'll leave the light on for you, but I think we'd all be better off if this guy's room light was turned off. Well, switch this to beer pong for some people, and you might have a case. <clears throat> a ridiculous question from a HR quiz is going viral because it claims 
employees would rather get a ping pong table at work than a raise. Now, the question asked which of these could prevent people from quitting. A ping pong table, more responsibility, or raises? The person who took the quiz picked raises, but it said they were wrong. And ping pong table was the correct answer. It said raises was incorrect because often when an employee leaves, it's, quote, not about the money. Of course, I guess we all know people who've quit because they couldn't play table tennis on their lunch break. That's a common occurrence, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go to this new job because they got a ping pong table. Really? How would you rate your accuracy, though, when using a self-checkout? You know, they're showing up all over the place. Have you ever realized, though, maybe you're in a hurry, you, you don't really, you know, you're, you're, you got kids around, something didn't get scanned, or maybe you forgot to get it out of your cart or something? Well, some Walmart locations are cracking down on <clears throat> self-checkout shoplifting, and they're issuing citations if people walk away without paying for all their items. Now, granted, in some cases, as some hidden cameras will attest, some people are stealing, and now that's bad. But a report out of um, Arizona talked with people that claimed that they were cited for mistakes while handling a large number of items, or maybe dealing with well, restless and fussy children while trying to check out. Now, in some cases, the police were called. One woman actually said that because her mistake was more than $30, the sheriff arrested her for petty theft. She didn't say what the mistake was, but 30 bucks isn't just missing a couple of veggies, you know? Actually, here's an anonymous woman who received a citation for what she says was an honest mistake of not using the self-checkout correctly. Out of the shadows, two women just jumped out at me, grabbed the cart, and ushered me all the way back across the store into a tiny little interrogation room, if you will, and told me I was being arrested for shoplifting, and I was just in complete and total shock because I had absolutely no knowledge, let alone the intention, of not paying for my items. Now, Walmart said they are taking basic measures to control inventory, but they wouldn't say how widespread their self-checkout crackdown is or what their policies are for citations and other penalties. Now, they also didn't say what they're doing for me after I accidentally paid 10 bucks for an onion at the self-checkout. <laughs> of course, many people don't even want to do their own checkout. In a, a recent poll, people were asked what they'd do if there were no lines. 56% said they want a human being cashing them out. Just 36% said they'd do a self-checkout. So there. Well, there's also been a lot of issues when it comes to staffing shortages around this whole pandemic thing, as we all know. But for one Burger King, it wasn't just a shortage. It was a full-blown outage. This guy walks into a Burger King in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and nobody was there. He went through the drive-thru. Then he walked inside, even opened the door to the kitchen. The whole place completely empty. 
in the middle of the afternoon. Here's the moment when that would-be customer walked in. Showed up to this Burger King on Noblestown Road, and there is nobody in here. Nobody in here. Went to the drive-thru, nothing. Anybody here? Hello? Well, as you might expect, the local news caught wind of it. and They say that only one person showed up to work that day, and when they saw that they were by themselves, they quit on the spot, apparently without even locking the door on their way out. A manager eventually showed up to lock up the place until it could be staffed. A Burger King representative is downplaying the problem, of course. They said the shift leader had to leave due to a family emergency and sent the team home, and the door was inadvertently left unlocked. Yeah, well, I think that guy should have been a former manager or former shift leader. Well, a local official said it might be just a sign of the times, too. You know, a lot of people left the workplace during the pandemic, and businesses are going to have to adapt. Now, last time I checked, that particular Pittsburgh BK was still temporarily closed. Well, they wanted to have it their way, I guess, right? We'll never underestimate a scared child. A dad in Hong Kong recently brought his son to the Langham Place Shopping Center. He had to step out of the store that they were in briefly so he could make a call and just left his son inside and then heard this thunderous, loud crash. When he returned, he found his son standing next to this gigantic Teletubby statue, which lay broken on the floor. Closed-circuit TV footage shows the son had leaned on the porcelain statue, causing it to topple over. The father says, My son was so terrified after the incident that he had to skip school. He asked me, Why did this sculpture look scary? Because it's a Teletubby, that's why. But the father agreed to pay for the shattered Teletubby statue at a rather steep cost, 4290 bucks. Uh-oh, uh-oh, Tubby Custard, Tubby Custard. <laughs> well, a man seemingly disguised as an old woman in a wheelchair decides to throw a piece of cake at the glass protecting the Mona Lisa at the Louvre Museum and shouted at people to think of planet Earth. The Paris prosecutor's office said that the 36-year-old man was detained following that incident and sent to a police psychiatric unit and that it had opened an investigation into the damage of cultural artifacts. A video posted on social media showed a young man in a wig and lipstick who had arrived in a wheelchair the man whose full identity or affiliations are still unknown was also seen throwing roses in the museum gallery to slack-jawed guests. The uh, cake attack left a conspicuous white creamy smear on the glass, but the famous work by Leonardo da Vinci, of course, was not damaged. Now, kind of comforting to know that not every nutcase in the world lives in the United States. But what better way to inspire people to think of Mother Earth than to smear the glass protecting the Mona Lisa with cake? This nutjob claims he was thinking about planet Earth doing the stunt, but everybody told him to shut his cake hole. <laughs> Luckily, there wasn't any serious damage. I mean, this could have really been an even bigger disaster, you know, than the uh, Julia Roberts movie Mona Lisa Smile. Workers cooking burgers and tater tots at a sonic fast food kitchen fled after discovering an intruder 
hiding behind the deep fryer. Happened in Brunswick, Georgia. Police there uh, found employees of the Sonic Drive-In huddled in the parking lot when he got there to investigate. Lieutenant Matthew Wilson said that they had described the culprit as a something brown with diamonds on its back. He said, when I saw it, I could tell it was just a ball python, not a rattlesnake. He said this to the Brunswick News. He not only removed this large non-venomous uh, snake, but found it a new home with a friend who had a large terrarium and a fondness for the serpents. Wilson says the python probably slipped into the Sonic's kitchen through an open back door and found a nice, cozy, warm spot behind the hot fryer. Police don't know where the snake come from, though Wilson says it's probably a pet that got turned loose by its owner. Emin Leonard even agrees he's an invasive uh, species biologist with the Georgia Department of Natural Resources. Leonard says that snakes are often an impulse buy and owners find themselves having second thoughts as their scaly pets get bigger. It could be somebody just didn't think through the consequences of a large snake as a pet, Leonard said. Some people have regrets later on and just release things. It's definitely irresponsible. You know, I remember the good old days, you know, when the only unwelcome visitors in fast food restaurants were rodents. Of course, I had a friend who worked at Sonic once. The only snake that he ever saw was his boss. Well, there might be four, count them four, extraterrestrial civilizations in our Milky Way that could attack our planet, according to our researcher, Alberto Caballero, a Ph.D. student at the University of Vigo in Spain, authored a study in the International Journal of Astrobiology in which he claims he has pinpointed the so-called WOW signal. Now, this signal, which was first detected by a radio telescope back in 1977, was a strange minute-long burst of radio energy that may have originated from a sun-like star 1,800 light-years from Earth, according to Caballero. It was first received by the Big Ear Telescope at OSU and is considered the best candidate signal of extraterrestrial life since humans began searching more than 60 years ago. Now, Caballero's paper, which is entitled Estimating the Prevalence of Malicious Extraterrestrial Civilizations, has some limitations, according to the author. Caballero's research has not been peer-reviewed by other astronomers, and the paper is considered to be more of a thought experiment. Hmm. Malicious alien civilizations. Hmm. Honestly, it's kind of nice to have something to worry about besides COVID. Of course, don't worry. I mean, with the rate of inflation here on Earth, not even malicious aliens want to come to visit. Well, there's a bejeweled tabernacle that's believed to be worth $2 million that was stolen from a Brooklyn church by godless thieves who also decapitated statues of angels, cops, and church officials allege. <clears throat> the crooks used power tools to slice open a steel cabinet at the St. Augustine Roman Catholic Church in Park Slope and then swipe the pure 18-karat gold tabernacle with jewels, according to police. The tabernacle is believed to date to when the Park Slope Church was built back in the 1890s. It held the Holy Eucharist and was only ever opened during Mass. Now, the thieves also chopped off the heads of 
angel statues flanking it and left the Eucharist strewn about the altar. Church officials were horrified by the unholy act. Yes, Brooklyn thieves stole a tabernacle worth $2 million? I can't believe it wasn't stolen years ago. Of course, I think I speak for many millions of people that listen when they when I say, what the heck is a tabernacle? Of course, if you go to church enough, you probably know, but then again. Okay, another Mountain Dew flavor has, well, emerged. Now, you know, I know I like Mountain Dew. Now, I'm not a big voracious fan of it. I drank a lot of it in college during times of studying for finals. But you know that Mountain Dew has got a pretty devoted group of fans. Now, maybe you're one of them. So would you be willing to down their latest concoction? Pickle-flavored Mountain Dew. Now, there's not many details yet other than that it's uh, supposedly a sour, sweet compliment to Southern barbecue. <laughs> Well, it's one of several new flavors that are being tested at Mountain Dew's new outpost in Backwoods, Tennessee. So it's not really widely available uh, yet, but it could be if it's popular in the testing phase. Other Mountain Dew flavors that are being tested? Apple cinnamon, elderberry, huckleberry, and s'mores? Huh? Which... May be a bridge too far for even the most rabid Mountain Dew fanatic. So I brainstormed with the creative team here behind this brilliant idea, and I've come up with a list of the top slogans for pickle flavored Mountain Dew. How about do the ew? Or a gag reflex is a terrible thing to waste. Or how about this pickle flavored Mountain Dew? Still not as gross as Natty Light. Never underestimate what you'll drink when you're high. <laughs> or how about this one? Pickle Mountain Dew. America spoke and we didn't listen. Or how about available until supplies run out, so available forever. How about taste is overrated. Or pickle-flavored Mountain Dew. It's fun to vomit. What else are you going to drink? Water? <laughs> and, of course, my favorite New top slogan for pickle-flavored Mountain Dew, ass in a can. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already and 
I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. If you like the podcast, well, why don't you subscribe and rate and review it? Give it a five-star rating because I try to pick five-star stupidity. Of course, if you write a stupid review, I just might read it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing the podcast helps it to show up prominently in searches for those that are desperate and searching for stupidity. Of course, don't forget to share the podcast on social media feeds since you don't want to be known for being stingy with your stupidity. And of course, when you do subscribe, you can get your stupid fix every time new episodes are published to your favorite podcast player. And here's a little hack. If you download every episode, you can listen buffer free. That is, if you don't have adequate adequate internet coverage, of course. And if you're looking for a good podcast app, let me recommend Podcast Addict. That's available at your app store. It is free. They have a couple of paid versions as well, and it's amazingly customizable. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Use the handle at InsaneEricLane, that's E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook and Twitter. And you just find everything about the podcast, and, well, maybe more than you need to find out about me, at my website, InsaneEricLane.com. I'm trying to say something with this when in reality I'm trying to say something else. Oh, well, you don't have snakes for hair? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I don't have snakes for hair. But, you know, if you think about what Medusa might look like, it might make sense. In uh, Spanish, is jellyfish. Oh, um, okay. and, and we went to uh, the aquarium on Memorial Day. We went, drove down to Orlando, went to an aquarium down there, and my son's favorite part was this jellyfish station where oh, he could push like a any one of six buttons on the side of it to essentially change the lighting inside oh. of it and make the jellyfish change color. Oh, and, cool. uh, and he's been talking. He goes like, jelly! And oh, he, my. I mean, I said, Let's just hope that he doesn't find one on the Florida beaches somewhere and decide to run and pick one up. <laughs> well, it, you know, if he ever gets stung, then... He'll join the club because both uh, my wife and I have already been stung by jellyfish before. Yeah, well, if he gets stung, just, you know, either you or your wife can just, you know, take a whiz on him and he'll be fine. <laughs> that's that's actually, I, I think that's actually a myth. I think oh, that's that right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's uh, I mean, well, that and uh, there are easier ways to take care of a jellyfish sting. I did not um, know that. I'll just let you take a whiz on somebody and then the urine kind of uh, counteracts the, the, the sting. Counteracts the, 
it's um like i mean i mean you definitely want some kind of like base kind of thing to neutralize it i, I think i've heard that vinegar actually kind of works just as well and so yeah. i think that most uh most what am I, like lifeguards if you found a lifeguard they're gonna have something on them to yeah to take yeah. Uh, care of a jellyfish yeah, thing but anyway I just, so. I just i just thought of this though i mean it'd be traumatic enough to be stung by the jellyfish but then it'd be even twice as traumatic has have your father take a pee on you it's, it's insult on injury. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed a, a lovely Memorial Day. My Memorial Day, I, I celebrated by not washing my hair and not getting out of my pajama pants all day. Oh, look at that. We just padded around the house, didn't do anything else. And then we, the day after Memorial Day, we then celebrated by going up to Clearfield, Pennsylvania and uh, meeting with your mom and dad so we could all talk about our children. The food was wonderful. We went to the Dutch Haven or whatever they call it there in Clearfield. And I got, it was hilarious because you you know, your mom and dad are looking over the menu and trying to decide what they wanted, you know, and everything. And of course, you know, your mom was asking if there's a gluten-free items because your dad doesn't you know, do well. And, and I just looked at the waitress and said, no, no, I think I'm going to have an entire plate of gluten. So. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that what they probably wanted for dinner, I, I would have asked if they what 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 their least what's the meal that comes with the least amount of drama and I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, well, we we had plenty of drama to talk about. That's for sure. I know. <laughs> so, but well, and 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 uh, we were talking to some friends um, here a while back too. They were talking about you know some of the things that they're doing at their house. This guy, he lives kind of in the backwoods in Pennsylvania. And you got to go quite a ways back to see his house. And it's really pretty. It's just all wooded area and all this kind of thing. And he was telling me, he said that I would particularly love to visit at this particular particular time. And I said, why is that? And he said, because it looks just like Arkansas. And I was ah. explaining, I'm like, really? What what did you do? Well, I guess they were getting ready to buy a new stove and they had the old stove sitting out on the front porch. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> were, were there cinder blocks involved yeah. or something? Well, <laughs> that's the thing. I, I told him, I said, I said, if you really wanted to look like Arkansas, you'd have the, the stove on the front porch. Then you'd have an old international harvester truck or something without the tire sitting on cement blocks in the front yard. And it has to be partly partially rusted and a dead armadillo on the side of the road <laughs> and, and, well and now now don't laugh but the armadillos are coming to pennsylvania they're moving north are they are they really well yay <laughs> you could you could take the one that we've got here I, yeah i i i'm pretty sure it digs around under our flowers somewhere yeah. and, well you know what and, they call uh, armadillos yeah. in the south don't you the roadkill no 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 it's, it's possum on the half shell oh <laughs> If you really want to get full tilt redneck, you've got to go to Mobile, Alabama and convert a helicopter into your front lawn ornament. Well, you know, I, I might be able to swing getting a helicopter lawn ornament because there's a, a guy at church I know who works at the naval base right in front of my house, and he actually flies helicopters there. So oh. may, maybe I could have him make like an emergency landing or something in yeah, our front yeah, yard. But that, that did, did you happen to see the the whole thing with this article about this this Alabama family? No, I didn't actually. Oh, it, it's fantastic! I thought you would for sure have seen the picture with this uh, couple converting their helicopter into a helicamper. <laughs> that that is pretty cool. I I thought, well, you know, maybe for being in Pennsylvania, that might be just a little too much. But for that matter, it's it it looked pretty pretty sweet. I mean, it would be even sweeter if the thing could fly, <laughs> you know. 
Would, would it work uh, if you had an HOA? Which I, I don't have an HOA, so I think we're good. Maybe I could make like a helicopter chicken coop. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, but I know that uh, you are a big um, uh, avocado aficionado because you uh, – th- and I saw this article on uh, keeping your avocados fresh. And, in fact, my son went out to get avocados so he could make some of his own homemade guac, and he kept one a little too long, and it got a little too soft. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. but, but, but I this is, really, Mrs. Poncho is the, you know, and maybe this is just because this is comes from her people down yeah. in Mexico or something, but she is the big avocado person in the house. I, I used to love them until my wife tried to kill me with an avocado one time. <laughs> and uh, well, I, now I, maybe I should say, maybe not the avocado. I should say both of us got food poisoning with a chicken oh. arepa, and it was the chicken that was bad, but avocado happened to be on the chicken, and just oh. ever since, um, you know, I can eat everything again, but it's just never been quite the same. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think there would have been a much easier way to probably try to, maybe a more, a better, more thorough way to, to do me in if she was trying to actually kill me. Yeah. Uh, and this, she wouldn't have even needed the bad chicken to do it. <laughs> um, so, and it's funny enough, this is something that my wife has actually said that she's seen or heard of before. Now, she was a little bit um, skeptical, I guess, to say the least. And this might just be due to her nutrition classes and food classes that she's had to take in school, where, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of learn about food safety and like temperature for things and bacteria. Well, I, I guess there's this new viral hack. It comes from, of course, TikTok. Well, and, there you go. Right. Oh, yeah. No, it's with avocados here. And it seems like an amazing hack until you find out that this could actually kill you. <laughs> now, this is from a holistic mommy blogger. Uh, and, and I had to look up the name here. It was it was Shama Mama blog. Shama Mama <laughs> blog. It was, it was like a, sh- a shaman and mama put together. So Shama Mama. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I have a hard time with it, but well, she recently shared a trick on TikTok to keep uncut avocados fresh, and uh, you know, just you're supposed to submerge them in water and store them in the fridge for up to a month. Mm-hmm. She claims that they'll be as good as new, and she posted a video to prove it, where the, there's this two-week-old avocado that, and she cuts into it, and it does look pretty fresh, mm-hmm. but. Here's the catch. The FDA has weighed in on it, and they told people not to do it because those avocados can end up covered or even filled with dangerous bacteria. I love you know, it. If food, I mean, it's all throughout history, people have tried to figure out how to preserve food longer, yeah. and, and this is not the way, I guess. Close to one in five avocados, they have listeria on the outside, <laughs> and sometimes salmonella. So. When you leave them in water, the bacteria ends up, it just spreads and multiplies a lot faster in, in that yeah. water. And it can even get through the skin of the avocado into the, the meat that you eat uh, inside of it. So even if the avocado looks fresh, it could still make you sick and, and thus, you know, even, even kill you there. Yeah, nice. Well, yeah. I've look, I, I've already had one experience with salmonella from um, pulled pork. I don't need to have any from my guac. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, and I guess here, here, here's an even more important life hack: don't seriously take TikTok advice, or that could kill <laughs> you. 
That's okay. true. Yeah. You know, I've eaten century egg before, but I'm not really down for eating two or three week old avocados. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Well, well, I've got another interesting hack you may be interested in too. Uh, I wouldn't try any new innovative beers. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I've heard people. You know, I mean, I'm not a beer connoisseur. I know you prefer like different beers. I just never have developed the uh, the acquired taste, I guess. But those that I guess that I do know who have tried different ones, I, I've heard them many times say, "Oh, this beer tastes like piss." <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> maybe maybe you've had a hand at a at a light beer to maybe. Uh, to a craft, you hand the light beer to a craft snob, and they go, eh, "This tastes like piss." You know the same thing. Maybe it does, but if we go over to Singapore, they have an innovative beer, and it is uh, well, it's uh, actual pee. Really? Well, well, I hope that they were hydrated and not dehydrated, because I think <laughs> that that could greatly affect the flavor. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, well, that's I hope they don't have asparagus in their diet as well. <laughs> well, true. That's true. Well, I, I guess I guess it was sort of like actual pee. And no, it did not have a Coors label on the front of the can either. I was, I was, I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but no, no, it, it, it's a new type of beer, supposedly, made up of imported ingredients like German barley, Norwegian yeast, along with local knee water, which is basically purified liquid sewage. Okay, oh, but, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, don't don't worry. It it has gone obviously. It's gone through several rounds of filtration and stringent tests. They, they at least that's what they say. The the locals are actually familiar with knee water. Many of them don't mind drinking a brew that's made with it. That's because well, Singapore doesn't really have enough good safe drinking water for its population. So around about half the water that they use is knee water, or in other words, desalinated seawater or mm -hmm. like yeah like one beer fan there said it goes down smooth <laughs> oh, uh, uh, <laughs> well here, here's a here, here's actually a few people that are actually tasting this stuff here it's exactly what i needed after a long week it definitely goes down smooth i uh i could probably if i wanted to drink a whole lot of those so it's made from new water okay it's still good liquid every beer is good liquid Oh well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't know. Would would you drink beer made from filtered pee? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm down for that one. Um, you know, no, <laughs> no pee beer for me. Um, it, it does uh, kind of make you wonder, though. Like, I don't know. Just, just uh, it's like on an everyday basis, you've got to be Bear grills in Singapore. I, I don't think I'm going to be moving to Singapore anytime <laughs> soon. You know. <laughs> Well, uh, may maybe if they told you after you drank it that it was made from filtered pee. <laughs> right, right. I, um, the yeah, question that, is, I mean, that's, that is the, better. I'm sure I, I could see someone, you know, some like like a woke professor talking about the environment well, and how we need to start drinking, you know, essentially like filtered pee or something. Well, my question is, does the German barley and the Norwegian yeast make up for pee? That, that yeah, I, you know, that's a good question. I, no. I'll take the hops over this, and um, <laughs> and, and you know, I, I when it comes to beer, anyway, I, I tend to stick more with the the hard liquors, like yeah. the, the brown water or something, like like um, 
yeah you know whiskey or scotch or okay or okay. you know or like a you know the tequila but maybe like something that's been aged so it's got some yeah. color to it or something yeah you know but, exactly yeah i'm not sure about about sewage water on this um <laughs> goodness uh but you know i, I was <laughs> i was gonna say this whole time i thought we were talking about cores but you kind of already stole it um <laughs> from me so thank you for that <laughs> but I, I will say that uh you know talking about like sprinkling pee on things uh this is i thought this was a pretty funny story I, you know people are getting back to flying on planes and stuff and, right, and, right. and now mrs poncho she's only been on a plane one two times really uh, well i should say three times but, but one was like a little puddle hopper and uh and that was more of like a tour around the jacksonville skies right um, but we did take one flight and, and i don't think that she went up to go to the bathroom at all during that flight probably because she was nervous enough and uh just thought you know what i'm gonna just not move at all this whole time that i'm on the plane but right. you know i like to get up and move around and and sometimes you know you need to get up and use the restroom especially if you're trying to stay hydrated so uh but maybe next time you should and this might be tough luck for the ladies not use the toilet paper on board now, hmm. I didn't really know about this, but I guess our, our flight attendants might have some insight here. There's one flight attendant who has revealed the grim reason why you should never use the toilet paper in the bathroom. Hmm. Now, this is from TikTok user flightbay.b, and they've shared secrets of the skies as she works as a flight attendant based in Miami. Well, she explained that discussing secret to her thousands of followers, saying that toilet paper is often pretty dirty she said hmm. use the tissue paper as opposed to the toilet paper is what she suggests mm -hmm. when turbulence hits and little boys who are pointing and shooting well they kind of shoot everywhere <laughs> which, which, hey i i kind of think like there doesn't need to be any turbulence for that to happen with, with little boys often you know but, <laughs> What happens here, she says, is that it usually ends up on the toilet paper. So if you don't want that kind of stuff in your nether regions, use the <laughs> tissue paper. Yeah. She adds that the tissue towels were much better to use as they were placed higher up and less likely to be sprayed. So, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I will say that, yeah, I, I, I can, I can probably see the woman has a point. Oh, I can see this. I, you know, I don't know if this makes much sense, but I also hear that this is the same reason why you're not supposed to eat in flight, like an in-flight meal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how that works, but, um, but I guess that might be the reason why airline food maybe is the grossest thing about yeah. air travel. Yeah, I would say thank you. But but, mm. but no no I, I to be honest with you, I, I, I really I think the woman has a point because my I remember I, I flew a few times as an adult back to Arkansas a few times, but I have remember flying as a kid. And yes, you don't really have a whole lot to hold on to in there. And <laughs> yeah, if you if you try to stand up and you know, and I never had good aim in the first place. By the way, I'm <laughs> speaking <laughs> of practicing good aim. You know, I'm sure uh, baby, well, I should say little Panchito now, not no longer baby Pancho, but is probably getting to the point where potty training is going to be in his future. And if you want to help him improve the aim, invest in lots of boxes of oyster crackers. Oyster crackers, okay. Yes, yes. You, you throw the oyster crackers in the toilet and see if he can hit it. <laughs> there you go. 
So, you know, it's like oh, target yeah. practice, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I can say that. Or, or like some, like, you know, Fruit Loops or Cheerios <laughs> and sort of aim for the center. <laughs> yeah, right. But the oyster crackers, I mean, they kind of float and then they get soggy and sink, you know? So they then they're yeah. flushable, you know, buy a good well, go. So, you know, I, toss um, a few oyster crackers and say, here, see if you can hit that thing. I, I've got a running joke with with a friend um, about, like, airline bathrooms. Like, like it was have to be with, like, men and maybe more particular, like, aging men uh, <laughs> who, who might have lower hanging fruit, we'll call it. Um, <laughs> where, you know, you, you know, you know how the bathroom looks, right? You kind of got this, like, kind of, like, sealed toilet, and it's not yeah. that deep. Yeah, and when you release, it's almost like this powerful. Yeah, just I mean, it sucks everything out. It feels like there, and then yes. this lid trap kind of closes back in on it. Well, this running joke is that like imagine if the suction power, if it actually like kind of you know if you're sitting down and then just kind of yeah. sucks out you know some yeah. of that low hanging fruit, and then the trap closes back on and you're yes. stuck. And yes, it, and. and and we um, we probably laughed too long over that joke, but and, <laughs> yeah, and we ran that thing down as many paths as we could uh, for for joke fodder. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, when I think about airline bathrooms now, that's what I think about is yeah, well, maybe there's this hidden fear that something's gonna get trapped and stuck. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I, I I I don't want to gross you out too much, but the fear is real. <laughs> because i want to say that somewhere in my strange perverted research i did read somewhere that you do not want to sit on the toilet and flush it at the same time in the airline because oh, because by sitting on the toilet you create a air seal <laughs> from, uh -huh. yeah. and you could have a lot more than just you can have a lot more than just the uh, low-hanging fruit sucked down if you're not careful. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you will have probably – you'll be the first person with exterior bowels is most likely. <laughs> oh, well, you know, the, I, we would end up on this podcast if that happened there. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. That's, this is exactly true. That, and that that is that is no lie. You can you can probably Google that somewhere and find some pretty un, unfortunate stories. <laughs> so, but seriously though, you really have to wonder if if this this you know spraying all over the toilet paper thing with kids. If it's is it just little little kids? Is it limited to little kids, or is it maybe some adults also that are you know either bad aim or pulling a prank i know we've talked about some senior pranks over the past few episodes you know some have been pretty stupid some have been pretty clever uh, but here's one that uh, kind of takes advantage of an outdated law that is still on the books um this was a senior prank um and and it was a pretty good one okay as opposed to one that was trashing a high school or one that was hanging a shark up into the rafters like the one we had that but there's supposedly an, an old law that are on still on the books in the state of montana and a lot of i'm sure a lot of towns have a lot of these outdated laws that they've forgotten about you know like my hometown in arkansas there was a, a law that is you could be arrested and put in jail for spitting on the sidewalk hmm. be, be, because that was near that, that the town was near the local tuberculosis sanatorium and you could be spreading tb if you're spitting on the sidewalk obviously that's no longer even relevant today you know well in montana there is a old law that's on the books if any student 
shows up to school on a horse, the principal has to take care of it all day. So that's actual uh, still law. So <laughs> at a high school in northern Montana, this is just brilliant. Twelve students, all of them, come to school riding horses on the same day. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so somebody at the school posted a picture on Facebook of them all lined up in front of the school. Now, the principal's name is Raymond DeBreaker, I guess. That's how you're De DeBreaker or something. Raymond DeBreaker. Whoever posted this photo joked that he obviously had his work cut out for him for that day. A couple of the kids at another school in Montana actually did the very same thing last year, and a lot of other kids did it back in 2016. So it's not actually really clear if the law really exists, uh, you know. But people who actually looked into it, we couldn't really find anything. But there's a lot of schools in Montana. They had stables and hitching posts, so it went well into the 20th century. And a few of them still even had them back in the 1960s, believe it or not. Plus, I guess a bunch of kids, if they show up on horses, you probably don't really have a choice but to probably take care of the horses all day. But it, it is nice to see high school students, you know, riding something besides their teachers, you know, so <laughs> which is kind of refreshing. I don't know I, I mean, whether what you think, but I, I, I kind of get the feeling that the laws in Montana are probably due for an update here sometime soon. I imagine all the feces that principal had to scoop <laughs> up that day. Yes, yes. <laughs> indeed, where do you put it? Where do you put well, the, the horse poop after? Yeah, good question. Unless you just contact uh -huh. the, all the kids in the ag department, let them see, let them learn about fertilizer. As a, you know, of course, when I read this, my mind goes to, well, if that's a real law, then what's stopping you from showing up on a horse every day? That's and, right. And then your principal would never get any work done whatsoever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and that's what I'd almost like to kind of go with that. But um, I, it kind of does make you wonder, though, like if, you know, the, this law actually was for real. You know, yeah. uh, it, it could be pretty embarrassing, I guess, to realize the situation that you're in after the fact though. Uh, uh, like, like if that principal didn't really realize that was the case and then he <laughs> figures out, oh my gosh, I could be fired and lose my job over this. I could be arrested for, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but for like a business advertising their website though, you know, situations like that where you find out kind of after the fact, it, it could actually turn into a viral kind of situation or, or maybe Ooh. even free advertising. I don't know. Uh, then yeah. again, I'm not sure if you want the S word um, and and the food you sell in the same <laughs> sentence together, um, but you know that's just me. Uh, this one, I think was just an oversight, but a pretty funny one. There's a pizza pop up tent in Wales. It's called Welsh Italian Pizza. Okay. And it's been around since about 2015, but they're going viral right now after a, the, the big ICC Wales wedding fair in England, uh, where they prominently displayed their website in all caps. Yeah, they've got this big outdoor tent where you can kind of walk up, get pizza, kind of like, you know, if you're at a fair or like, uh, yep. you know, something like that. And, and so they've got the words in their URL above their tent, uh, but, you know, the with it being a website and a web address, it's a little bit hard to kind of separate, you know, and create yes. the right spacing you need for that. Because so, it's, they're, they're, it's all in caps. That makes it even worse, too. Right. It's all in caps, um, and there's no spaces. It's all just kind of one long word, if you will. Uh, so the problem comes with, with the last two letters in Welsh and the first two letters in Italian. 
Well, they spell a certain four-letter word, right? <laughs> and uh, the picture is funnier. But when you look at the picture, you can't not see, like, the first word that jumps out at you is <laughs> is, is hit with an S. And, um, yeah, so, and on top of it, you know, for some people, what they're seeing here, it looks like the first word was well, W-E-L. Yeah. yeah. Followed by the S word. And then the rest of it looked like alien pizza. So to paraphrase the phrase, it looked like, well, crap, alien pizza. Um, You know, or possibly if the pizza has been well crapped by aliens. I don't, you know, either way, it's pretty funny. And and, uh, if it's not followed by good as or or preceded by good as, uh, you know, S-H-I-T, then I don't think you want it in your... Um, yeah, you know, in relation to your business, <laughs> I guess uh, there's a spokesperson for the business. So they said that the company hadn't planned for the issue and admitted that they usually use different colors or capitalize each word to make the beginning of each word more obvious. Yeah, a photo of the booth that was shared on, on LinkedIn and commenters said it took them several attempts before they actually read the name correctly. <laughs> well, I I was so it it, it was so funny. That you know, you walk up and you see this plain as day. You can uh, you cannot unsee it when you see it. Okay, so I had to use that picture for the episode artwork this this week. So because <laughs> it's like the best blunder in <laughs> in public relations you can think about. It, it kind of makes me wonder what other really good um like you know combinations combinations there are right like failed websites uh. They're accidentally <laughs> immature web, web addresses. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been really, I mean, somebody didn't think through that very well. I mean, advertising like this definitely has the chance to kill off any customers from supporting your enterprise, you know. But although, though, if you need help in killing off annoying spouses, I wouldn't advertise that. Okay, frankly, not a good idea. <laughs> and we've, we've, heard, we've had a few stories where uh, it's been an unsuccessful attempt at trying to hi- getting a, a hired person to knock off your 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 former spouse, I guess, and, and th- but this one's just a little bit bizarre. Um, it's uh, Dr. Stephanie Russell. She's uh, got she's got a pediatric office in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, again, pediatric office. She's a children's doctor. It was a nice, cozy, Disney-themed child's dream with a live Finding Nemo fish tank and the promise that your child is a star. Right. Well. She wasn't handling out, handing out lollipops in her personal life. Let's just put it this way. Okay. She got herself embroiled in a vicious custody battle with her ex-husband. According to the federal prosecutors, they believe that this sweet, kindly looking 52-year-old Dr. Russell (laughs) hired a hitman to kill him. And not for the first time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) Russell, she's a, a pediatrician. In it's called it's called Kids Life. It's located there in Louisville. Allegedly, she tries to uh, well, she ag- agreed to pay this undercover FBI agent seven grand to wipe out her former spouse, <laughs> according to the U.S. prosecutors. And, Honestly, I thought it would cost more than that. <laughs> well, yeah. So Russell left thirty five hundred bucks in cash in a drop box outside her office to settle half of this fake hitman's bill, according to the feds. So she had allegedly uh, told the agent she would pay him the other half 
after he finished the job. Okay, So Russell was obviously charged with using interstate commerce facilities and the commission of murder for hire now faces 10 years behind bars. Imagine your children's <laughs> sweet little doctor going to jail for trying to knock off her husband, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and apparently this was not even her first time trying to whack her ex, okay? According to the court documents from like, I don't know, two or three years ago, cited by WAVE3 in Louisville, they show that Russell and her ex have been in custody battles over their two kids for the past two years. So I guess this was not her first uh, rodeo, you might say. And I guess that the husband's relieved both to have the hitman not uh, out to kill him and to have an obvious custody battle win coming up, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Winning by default. Right. I mean, I guess it's okay to whack off your ex, but just not to off your ex or to whack your ex. Um, yeah. Or to maybe but, even whack uh, off with your ex. Well, that's, you know, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I think that one, it, it would, you know, it would be the most appropriate of the bunch yeah. there. And that's not even going to be very appropriate, okay? <laughs> um, but I will say this pediatrician now has something in common with ACDC. And so she's got that going for her. There you um, go. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to dirty actually... Dirty done dirty. Dirty right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i can't imagine this friendly like imagine like if that was your friendly nice friend you know just pediatrician that you bring your kid to and you find out that they're arrested for that like oh, oh my goodness um but uh you know apparently this woman remembered enough about her husband to fester into a, a death obsession yeah. or something um with that it, going back I guess so good she did it twice, but yeah, she yeah. she would have been better off just forgetting about it. Right. But not not everyone has that kind of luxury uh, for that. Um, unlike this one man here who had passionate sex, but because of that did forget about it. <laughs> but it was because it was the sex that caused it, though. Oh. And, and it, this might be confusing, and and it won't be. Uh, it's actually pretty funny here. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. So I don't know if this is like a backhanded, like you know, um, like remark towards his wife, like uh, or or not. And I don't think this is actually the case. But this is the way I'd like to spin it. If if this were the case for me, I'd be like, well, maybe if you were better looking, then I, I wouldn't. Oh. You know, my mind wouldn't be running to kind of save my sanity by oh. causing this. But this might be the first guy to actually forget his anniversary the day after it happened. It was a 66-year-old man in Ireland who recently showed up to the ER after a daytime romp with his wife that gave him temporary amnesia. Wow. Now, if you're confused, I am too. I've never heard of this before. So what happens, they get it on in the middle of the day, and within 10 minutes, he couldn't remember anything from that morning. Or the <laughs> night before. Which was their anniversary. They'd thrown a big party with family, and uh, but, but like he didn't remember any of it. Oh, so wow. He freaks out when he saw the date on his phone because he thought he'd forgotten about it, like his anniversary. Yeah. So his wife had to reassure him that he hadn't. Doctors diagnosed with him with transient global amnesia, wow. also called sudden onset amnesia. He remembered everything else from his life, just not the previous day. Wow. And it turns out the same thing happened to him seven years ago, also after sex. <laughs> so he's not, now apparently he's not the first person who's gone 
through this experts they've actually said that it's usually seen in people between the ages of 50 and 70 years old and it can be caused by sex physical assertion emotional stress or a shock from being immersed in hot or cold water. Hmm. They still don't know why it happens, but the amnesia usually subsides within 24 hours. Wow. I, I guess, you know, I, I don't, this may not be the case for the wife, but I guess you could say that for the husband, uh, you know, the act of, of uh, intercourse is pretty forgettable, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, really? Well, or you could <laughs> just say maybe it was just he had mind blowing sex. <laughs> oh, you know, I guess it could go one of either ways. Either it was either very disappointing <laughs> and then forgettable, or it was so good that you just it. <laughs> I lost. It was, it was, the sex was so good. I I literally lost my mind. <laughs> I, you know, either that or like, do do women in in their sixties with men in their sixties do they need a roofie their their uh, spouse? Like, you know, maybe this is just so that. Uh, you know, they, they, I'd like you to remember me from my youth, not not oh. the, uh, oh. you know, I. Either way, this, this yeah, is pretty funny. Oh um, gosh. Yes, I, I now I, I believe because you're you're a little bit more Irish than me. I, I believe that you you've got a little note here that you've got a oh, uh, well, like a special. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. I, yeah, well, I, I yes, I. The, the, here's the kicker. The best part about this this whole thing, the guy, you know, is from Ireland, but it happened in Limerick. Ireland. Okay. So, so literally I, I, I couldn't resist. Okay. So she, I, I'll, I'll put this in my best Irish accent. So that was, <laughs> this was oh, beautiful. There, there once was a man who had coitus and perhaps that should now be avoided. He forgot his big day from a roll in the hay, but at least his dear wife still enjoyed it. I, I feel like we need to all be drinking piss beer together in a pub. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I, I guess the second verse is up to me, and then we'll we'll kind of pass it around the pub. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh god. Well, I mean, I guess they I, they had to have a good laugh out of the whole thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I I I um I, I almost feel like I need to bring this up to Mrs. Poncho and, and either accuse her of like why why she hasn't given me amnesia yet, um, <laughs> or thank her for for it. I I don't know. I haven't decided which way if, if it's a good thing or a bad thing yet. Oh man. Well, I, may, may, you know, I'll tell you though, this could be a way that now maybe men could probably uh, fake climax. They, they just pr- pretend they don't remember anything. <laughs> well, maybe it's just a way to like, you know, be like, I, I didn't remember anything last night. Maybe, can, can we do it again tonight and not wait until next week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. Oh man. Well, that's just, I know I, I'd never heard of this either. I'd never heard of this, this temporary amnesia stuff. I mean, I usually thought that would happen. You, you know, if your wife got mad and whacked you on the head of the frying pan or something, but never because of sex or anything like that. So, well, I've got some ask Poncho questions here for you. And um, I, I've got, I've got one here that I just really have, I can't believe somebody would actually feel this way, but uh, apparently Carla, doesn't want to attend any more potluck dinners. Apparently she doesn't, She I hope she doesn't move to the South because she's gonna be out of luck. But <laughs> she's, she says here, she goes, my, my, my close friend has had a monthly potluck dinner for just over two months now and I'm done. 
She says, I have often been one of the uh, one of the only repeat guests. I've gone to at least a dozen of these things, and I have tried my best to make a fun and unique dish each time, but I'm tapped. I simply don't want to try other people's lackluster foods anymore or make boring small talk. I want to stay at home with my dog, eat pizza, and watch Netflix. My friend really loves these dinners, but I can't stomach them anymore. What can I do? <laughs> I mean, you could just be up front with your friend, but what's fun about that? I, I think that either <laughs> A, you, you just got to stop caring about being um, like presenting yourself as someone who's always got something unique and different, especially if you're one of the few repeats kind of people, then who cares if you redo it, uh, a dish, make it easy on yourself or even better, just uh, drink two whole bottles of wine beforehand. And instead of making small talk, just go in with making a big scene instead. There you go. There and you and go. that would at least change it up. And I, that's what I think what I'd almost suggest. Because yeah, it, I like that. It would be the most fun for me to be there with at least. <laughs> well, that, that, I like that. I just thought of something while you were saying this. Maybe she could do what most of these other corporations are doing, which I think is unwise, and just try some new mashups. You know, like pineapple upside pineapple upside down beans or something. You know, and bring that and see if people like it. I, you, I, know. you know, I did have some some uh, orange chicken uh, pizza uh, <laughs> yeah. a, a couple months ago. It was Chinese food, orange chicken on top yeah. of a pizza. Yeah. So so maybe that this way you won't be invited to any more potlucks. You keep bringing these mashup dishes and people gag on them all the time. You know. So I mean, th this is going to be a, a future podcast story, but. <clears throat> That our, our friends over at Mountain Dew are experimenting with pickle juice flavored Mountain Dew. This is a real thing. <laughs> Mountain Dew so, is always doing something crazy. I love it. <laughs> so, 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 Carla, you just find, you know, and, and what was the other one I read about here that I'm going to probably talk? Oh, there, somebody at Nabisco decides they're going to combine Oreo cookies with um, peanut butter crackers, Ritz's crackers. You know, so, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, Carla, make a mashup casserole. <laughs> Just see what you can blend together and see if anybody will eat this stuff. You know? <laughs> or, or you could uh, age some avocados in the fridge, and <laughs> and you know you may not have to worry about any more potlucks going forward <laughs> from that. Um, well, I've got one more ask Poncho here. That um, and I can kind of relate with this because I, I used to be um, like I pay attention to to current events and, and you know everyone has their own kind of viewpoints about things but mm -hmm. I kind of I would much rather be just kind of friendly with everybody and, and just kind of chill and make jokes like that's kind of what, right. what I prefer but over the last five years or so <laughs> I, I feel like you're not allowed to do that anymore and so I, I can relate this is from Devin. He says, I get along with everyone at my job, at my yoga class, everyone. I'm just an easygoing person. I don't like to rock the boat. But recently, on more than one occasion, I've been pressured to talk about my personal politics. Oh. You would think that by simply stating, sorry, I don't talk politics, people would leave it alone. But it's almost never the case. I don't even have any extreme opinions, unless keeping your mouth shut is one. How can I firmly tell people I'm not interested in engaging in political conversations? Uh, um, that that is tough because, like at this point, if you say nothing, then people are going to automatically take that as a political position too. Yep. Um, yep. So so I don't know. And, and my thought with that, 
Um, I mean, you just pay no mind or attention to it. Act like you're just completely ignorant. Like, what? Who's that? Oh, whatever. I don't care. And, and just, like, make it a boring subject. Because really, <laughs> it should be boring anyway. It's politics. Um, right. Right? You got people lying to make you like their side or vote for their guy. And then the other people doing the same thing. And just, like, ah, who cares? Let's just, like, I'd, I'd much rather be talking about... Uh, uh, like dumb website names that are immature, which right. I've got a list for you. I found, by the way, I'm, I'm going to mention to you at the beginning of insane games. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> see <clears throat> this, when I saw this, this kind of reminds me when I was in college, you know, we had people running for student government, you know, and stuff like this. And so uh, one of my friends who he, he was one of these kind of people that you kind of expected him to just come up with something completely absurd and he didn't disappoint. He decided to run. He started his own his own student government political party. It was the Apathy Party. He said, "I don't I don't care, and I don't really want to know." And so he said, "Most people don't care to vote for student government elections." So he figures he would win by default because the majority of the students on the campus didn't care to vote, so he would automatically win. So, <laughs> so no so, vote is a vote for that guy. That's right. See, so just make up your own political party and just talk about that. That way, nobody can pin you out on anything. You know, th there's a guy in my high school that uh, was running for. Well, actually, he he wasn't running for any kind of student body government, but he put like pictures and and um, campaign flyers and everything all over the school. That yeah. that just said uh, his name was Trey Mansfield. He just says. Trey Mansfield for, and then like the page would cut off because the, the print was too big. You're like, yeah. vote, vote Trey Mansfield. He's your guy. And they oh, would say my. these general things, but it never said what he was running for. Oh, that's Because hilarious. he wasn't running for anything. But I've never seen someone get more write in names and votes that's... at the end. I wouldn't have been surprised if he actually won uh, by people <laughs> just writing his name in for whatever they wanted to. I, I don't know. Uh, that's um, and that worked out pretty well for him. So I've always that's remembered great. that. That's great. See, I, and and really, on in situations like this, sometimes just being absurd for the sake of being absurd is probably the best answer because it really. Oh, cause absolutely. Because then, then you just tick off both part, both sides of the argument. You know, you have everybody just, mad at just, you. Just tell them you voted for Kanye, and then get over and get over it. There it is. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for to to vote on some uh, insane games? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll take we'll take a stab at those. There. Hopefully, uh, it doesn't give me amnesia out of the sheer shock of it all. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. 
visit t.me slash insane eric lane that's t.me slash insane e-r-i-k-l-a-n-e and you get a preview of the channel and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the telegram messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device desktop or mobile for windows linux android or apple and also you can interact with me as well on social media Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. So, uh, do you want uh, to take a stab at uh, which one of these uh, Insane games is going to most likely give you amnesia? I- I've actually got a quick game for you here first. Oh, good. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm going to give you the name of a business, and you give me the um, uh, unintended website name that uh, <laughs> that it, what it what it sounds like. Okay, okay. All right, the bu- business name is It Scrap. <laughs> it Scrap. Hmm. The unintended, huh? Well, obviously, it would have to be uh, Shite Scrap, right? <laughs> it's crap. That's it. It's crap.com. I like that. I like this one. I think this is my favorite one. The, the um, business name is Who Represents? Who Represents? Um, hmm. If you spell or type them out, then that would kind of be the dead giveaway for all of these. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's see. I have to get a pen to write it out here. <laughs> So, who WHO represents, right? That's it, yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say the first word is whore, <laughs> <laughs> which I like already. <laughs> so, whore, whore presence. I love that. <laughs> That's it. Whorepresence.com. <laughs> no, this one might be easy. You may not even have to write this one down. It's the company name is Penn Island. Penn. <laughs> Pen, I like it already. Yes. Let's all let, let's pack the family up and go to penis land. That's it. Penisland.com. Or actually this one's a dot net. I'm sorry. Oh yes. Um, I love it. Oh man. That's great. Uh, <laughs> is it now this one here you've got experts exchange. Experts exchange. Okay, I'm gonna have to write I hope nobody ever sees my writing on this, okay? Because okay. <laughs> they're gonna get the wrong idea. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Um yeah, I like that. Expert sex change. That's great. <laughs> Expertsexchange.com. Um, <laughs> they, they may be getting some unintentional um, customers if they're not careful. I know, right? <laughs> You've also got Speed of Art. Speed of Art? Yeah. Speed oh. of Art. Oh, my gosh. Let me see here. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay um speedo fart there we go oh, i like that speedofart.com speedofart. um, that's right now this is this would be a little bit tougher for you it's north of boston jewish singles oh my gosh north of boston 
Jewish singles? I, I, I'll give you a hint here that they've got abbreviations in the web address. Okay. That, that, that you, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to get that one. Uh, I'll, I'll give it to you. Nobjs.org. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'll just give you these last two so you can move on. I don't want to waste too many people's time. These are beautiful. You, you got Go Tahoe North, which looks like gotahonorth.com. Yes, that's good. <laughs> And uh, this one, the business name is Les, like L-E-S, separate word, yeah. uh, Bow Cages. And so it looks like lesbocages.com. <laughs> oh, man. And these are real websites. They're real websites. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, yes, we, we can see that some folks don't think clearly everything they need to do when it comes to marketing. Not oh, even close. That's just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> uh, maybe you should, uh, we should start adding these as some new insane games. These are great. Oh, I was thinking, I knew you'd get a kick out of it for sure. Oh, definitely. Well, well, so, so w which one do you feel particularly um, frisky about this week? Uh, let's go with um, strip club or daycare. Strip club or daycare. <clears throat> okay. Well, we got some pretty good ones here for this one this week here, these businesses. And you let me know what you think they might be, whether they are a strip club or a daycare based on maybe location, maybe the name, maybe it could be their website. Maybe we should start seeing we'll add a website to these businesses would be kind of cool. So, <clears throat> all right. Your first business name because is in Providence, Rhode Island called brown fox point brown fox point yeah, um, brown fox point in providence rhode island and that's a strip club or a daycare it's a strip club or a daycare <clears throat> brown fox point um well I, I look i've heard of people called a fox before yeah. but uh, brown fox doesn't sound like anything um well, I mean, I, I guess unless you're referring to like skin tone or something, I guess. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this is a, a daycare though. It sounds more like a daycare, huh? I think so. Yeah, yeah. definitely a daycare. Absolutely. So I, that's the squirreliest name for a daycare anywhere. But then again, oh, we're yeah. also we're also talking about it's in Rhode Island, so that probably explains a lot right there. All right. Well, this one is called. Sunflower seeds in East Orange, New Jersey. Sunflower seeds. Um, well, I think th this sounds like to me another daycare. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Sunflower seeds anywhere else would be rather uncomfortable, you know. So I would <laughs> That's say right. it's definitely a daycare. That's for sure. Who comes up with these names again? New Jersey. That guess that explains everything right there. All right, your next business. <laughs> <laughs> this is in Richmond, Virginia. <clears throat> it's called Daddy Rabbits. Daddy Rabbits. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, the, the name Daddy, like, there's a reason I don't really want my son to call me Daddy. I don't, I don't feel comfortable being called Daddy, nor, nor do I think the word Daddy represents me very well. Um, I, I have, well, we also know what rabbits are known for. I, this has to be a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you took the kid to a daycare named Daddy Rabbits, it's, 
you are a perv. That's all there is. To it. I, I would be in big trouble with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but honestly, Mrs. Poncho, I thought it really was a daycare. <laughs> you know. All right. Your next business is called Lil D's in Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> Lil D's. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I don't know anyone that thinks Lil D's would be considered something good, but I surely can't. I, I think someone's got to have enough brains to not call a daycare that. I'm going to say it's a strip club. <laughs> Luckily, you are correct. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. And your last business is in Bozeman, Montana. It's called Cat's Paw. Cat's Paw. Um, well, I, uh, you know, I would think that, like, Cat's Paw sounds like a place where you might do some pussyfooting around if you're trying to stay, <laughs> you know, hidden there. Um, I'm going to say that it is, I'm going to say it's a strip club. Yeah, if you take if you take the kids to the cat's paw in Bozeman, Montana, you're going to be in the cat house. <laughs> That's, it's a, it's a, definitely a strip club. You get a lot of nip there, I guess we could say too, right? <laughs> I, I definitely like the pussyfooting around. That was beautiful. I like that. Okay. Uh, all right. Any guesses on where you want to go next? Um, let's go weatherman or porn star. All right, all right. We'll go for the porn star or weatherman. These entertainer names, you determine whether they are either a porn star or a weatherman. <laughs> There's some beauties on this one. All right, your first name, Devin Wolf. Devin Wolf. Well, both of those names to me are key indicators that this is an obvious porn star. Yeah, pretty obvious indeed. Definitely a porn star. Okay, your next entertainer. Mike Morrison. Mike Morrison. You know, I, I had a, a boss, uh, now a friend of mine, whose name is Mike Morrison. Hmm. I think that that is a weatherman. That's a very good weatherman. Fox TV in Toledo is where he's from. All right. Your next entertainer's name, Brandon Weathers. Brandon Weathers. Well, he's got the name Weathers in the name. It has to be a weatherman, right? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> At WDIO Duluth, Minnesota. Very good. This one, enter this entertainer's name is Brandon Iron. Brandon Iron. Well, I don't know what it is about the name Brandon, but sometimes, I don't know, it just doesn't... I think it's a porn star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very good. He's as hard as iron, too, from what I understand. So, <laughs> so all right. Your last entertainer's so you name. got to iron out those sheets. <laughs> You're in, right. in the, or iron in the sheets, I guess. Well, I yeah, right, right. Exactly. Your last entertainer's name is Brandon Spinner. Brandon Spinner. Um, I, again, with the name Brandon, I don't know. <laughs> I I think that well you know I I am going to go against this I'm going to say that this is a weatherman. You what were you going to go against? I well I just I just spoke a bunch of trash about the name Brandon. Oh, and then here <laughs> I am backtracking on it. But I'm I'm going to say it's a weatherman. He's at WAFF in Minnesota. Very good, man. You're banging him out of the park this week, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. What else do you feel confident about here today? Uh, well, I guess, you know, I, I'm, let me keep the winning streak going, actually. Let, let me go ahead and, and stick with um, Gay Bar or uh, Steakhouse. Steakhouse. Steakhouse or Gay yeah. Bar. All right. These businesses, based upon where they are 
uh, located or their name, you tell me whether it's a steakhouse or a gay bar. Your first business called The 19th Hole in Hallandale Beach, Florida. The 19th Hole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... Uh... Okay, well, hey, I, I would be impressed if you could come up with 18 or 19 holes on a person. So I, I think this has to be a golf course. <laughs> it's a gay bar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm reading this. I'm going, oh, this is the worst name for a gay bar I can think of. Where is Hallandale <laughs> Beach? Where's Hallandale Beach, Florida? You have any idea? I have no idea, honestly. I, well, mean, I, I mean, is it a, is it a at a golf course like a gay bar at a golf course? Because otherwise, that that is a very concerning name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, play play around the golf and tell your friend, hey, let's go for the nineteenth hole. I would be going home at that point. <laughs> so, like, if I was, I'm not gay, so I couldn't really speak to this per se. But if even if I was, and I heard someone talking about. A nineteenth hole. You could count me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, in fact, I don't even need my ball going near that hole. If you know what I'm saying. Okay. So, <laughs> so okay. <laughs> With that in mind, our next business is from New York, New York. It's called Quality Meats. <laughs> Quality Meats. I, we've had this one show up before. I think this is. Uh, too good to be true. Uh, I know with the name. So this is a, a steakhouse. <laughs> Thankfully, yes, it is a steakhouse. <laughs> All right. And across the country, we go to West Hollywood, California, to the Abbey. The Abbey um, in West Hollywood. I, I'm going to kind of go with another steakhouse on this. Uh, it is a gay bar. That's where. Man, <laughs> and I was doing so good, too. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. We have a couple more, and both are in the same city. They are in Chicago, Illinois. The first one is called Tango Sir. Tango Sir. Um, that's an interesting name. I, I will say, I think that this is sounds like a gay bar, but I'm going to go with a steakhouse as a <laughs> as like a red herring. Very good. It is a steakhouse. Sounds like maybe an upscale steakhouse. I would think in Chicago. Yeah. All right. Your next Chicago, Illinois business is Wildfire. Wildfire. Um, I, <laughs> if it was Wild Flame, then, then absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to go with the steakhouse. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> good. Steakhouse it is. Okay. Not too bad. Not too bad. But at 19th hole, I'm going to be, I'm not going to forget that anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll remember that one forever. <laughs> and if you ever happen to, Go down to Hallandale Beach, Florida. Stay away from that place, whatever you do. So, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, all right. Well, then, how about golf course or rehab? Let's see how well we do here. Your all right. First, first business is uh, in Canada at Maple, Ontario. It's called Maple Downs. Maple Downs um, in Ontario. I, I'm going to go with the golf course. Yes. Golf course it is. See, now, for me, though, if I saw that, 
if I think anything downs, I'm thinking horse racing because you know, yeah, yeah. I, I think that'd be like a horse track. But anyway, but it's Canada. What do they know? Okay, your next business. I, is I think if there's anything I've learned about this game is that rehabs don't exist in Canada. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> I haven't seen one. That's right. All right, next business is in Columbus, Ohio, called Walnut Hill. Walnut Hill. Okay, well, I used to live in Columbus, Ohio, and. As far as I'm kind of understand, everyone's trying to get out of Ohio. So <laughs> I think that this is probably a rehab for yeah. those who weren't able to get out. Actually, a golf course, believe it or not. <laughs> so, oh, yes. I, that, that's an odd name for a golf course, but that's okay. Here's one called Palm Gardens in Brooklyn, New York. Palm Gardens, um, Brooklyn. Um, with the name Gardens, I think of a, a peaceful kind of serene place. I, I think that this is going to be a um, a rehab. I, I, I kind of thought that's where you were going to go with that. So, yes, it is a rehab. Indeed, it is. <laughs> Very good. All right. Here's one back in Ohio called Heather Downs in Toledo, Ohio. Heather Downs. Um, the, well, I, I'm going to stick with the Downs and think that that's a golf course. Yes, it is indeed a golf course. Of course, with the name Heather Downs, she could also be a porn star or a weatherman. That's weather true, yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. So that's kind of cool. All right. Your last business is in Irving, Texas, called The Villages. The Villages. Um, I'm going to go with uh, rehab on this one. Ah, yes. That has a yeah. rehab name to it, for sure. That, it, it really does, yeah. Yes. If you're going to be uh, – spending a week at the villages you're probably going to be there for a reason i would say so all right your uh, final one of course is our fake news or florida where we've got some headlines you tell me whether they're fake or florida based upon how well they're written so okay your your first headline a fort myers man who owed $25,000 in parking tickets, told a judge that Jesus told him he could park there. <laughs> $25,000 in parking tickets. Dang. I, I I don't know if anyone is capable of racking up that many. I think this has got to be uh, fake news. It's got to be some pretty expensive parking, that's for sure. You know, <laughs> definitely pay fake news. That is exactly true. All right. <laughs> All right. Next I, it was clear that it was fake because I don't. Jesus would never say that. Well, yeah, that's true. You know, and but I don't know. Um, you might pay twenty five thousand dollars for gasoline, but not for parking. So, all right. Your next headline: A Saint Petersburg man was fined five hundred dollars for telling police his name was Bendover. Bendover. That's classic. <laughs> I mean, that kind of fits in our theme too of. Uh, you know, our web addresses and names that are kind of, uh, um, but yeah, I, I'm going to say that this is a, uh, I'm going to say it's Florida. I just love it. That's right. Officer. It really is. My name is Ben Dover. <laughs> yeah. And he got fined 500 bucks for it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, he, he, I, I'm almost guessing the guy was probably drunk too. What would you bet? Oh, so. sure. Yeah. Yeah. All My right. My name is Seymour Butts. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, your next headline A Jacksonville woman stole a police cruiser because she was late for work at a strip club. Or was it a daycare? <laughs> Jacksonville woman stole a car. A police cruiser. A police cruiser because she's late for work. I, look, I'm a Jacksonville person. 
That, this, I think that's a little bit too crazy for Jacksonville. I think this is fake news. <laughs> yeah, it was fake news, but it made for a great punchline. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, your next headline. A Longwood man was arrested for playing basketball naked in a public park and told police he thought it would enhance his skill level. <laughs> <laughs> Playing ball with the balls out. I, I'm going to say this is Florida. <laughs> they caught. I understood they caught him double dribbling, too, for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> or just regular dribbling. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's definitely a Florida story for sure. All right. <laughs> and your last headline. A Coral Springs man was attacked by a python that was hiding in his toilet. Oh man, um, Coral Springs. I'm going to say it's Florida. Oh yeah, <clears throat> absolutely true. Alligators <laughs> in toilets, alligators and snakes in the toilets is another reason I'm not moving to Florida. I was going to say that story alone is probably enough to get many people to say, "All right, yep, that proves yeah. it." Never moving to Florida. Yeah, not not you know, going for, to Florida. Not, not for what's worth, I've never thought to check any of my toilets for snakes. Yeah, well, the, I, actually, there was a picture I saw someone post this on social media. A snake had, was a, is a guy's house is a brick house, and the snake had literally slithered up the brick wall and was like right around the front door as you're walking in. This large, looked to be at least a seven foot snake, just st stuck on the wall. You know? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> now they do that in Arkansas. They, they with the brick, the scales they can they can actually crawl up the side of the brick houses. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's not terrifying at all. Yeah, that's like nope, no, no, thanks. I'm gone. That's uh, you know, uh, give me siding. I'll take aluminum siding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, hopefully your uh, your week will be far less stupid than uh, your last week was. I oh, I, I sure hope so. It seems like it just is ramping up as the year goes on. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there. So I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify, Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.